of the Kaiju Kingdom Podcast. We are your hosts, Jessica, and I am Chris Eaton. Oh, my Lord. Jessica, we have got a show. We have got something big to talk about, and it is something we have all been waiting months. It feels like years, actually a millennia in uh, these crazy times. But it's here. It does. Every single Godzilla Facebook group that I am in, and I'm sure Chris is in, and people who comment on Chris keeping our Facebook page alive says, all I want to see is a trailer. Mm-hmm. When will we see new footage? Mm-hmm. What is happening? When mm-hmm. do you think this movie, will it actually ever come out? Or is this like a no time to die James Bond where <laughs> we just keeps getting pushed back or new mutants and we'll just never see it. And then, and then it'll happen. But mm-hmm. a lot of people were wondering. It felt like was almost a gigantic prank at this moment at, at, before today of like is there really a Godzilla versus Kong film coming out I keep seeing stuff there's been I think about 35 different banners of the same picture that have been released uh, it feels like it's been a millennia since uh, we first start seeing toys like leak out uh any any little tidbits i mean there was that um that show that comic-con down in brazil like that's held every every december back in 2019 when uh they had that that just that teeny tiny little snippet of like kong and it was so dark and you could barely move it, but you're like it's something there's something there someone made something but nay after uh, controversy surrounding Warner Brothers' wild decision to put everything up on HBO Max uh, for 2021. Uh, the lawsuit between Legendary and Warner Brothers that resulted in possibly this movie not even getting released again. Uh, all that has cleared up. And today, on January 24th, or 23rd, 2021, we finally saw the first glimpse of Godzilla vs. Kong. It's yes, real. Yes, 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 we saw it on the 24th at 9 a.m. Pacific yes, Standard Time, I want to say. I saw it a couple hours later. I actually had something to do in the morning. But yes, we did finally see it. Also, because I understand there was a CCXP down in Brazil, we've seen leaked images possibly from toy fairs, but until I was in, I wouldn't say denial or no spoiler territory, it's just I wanted to, usually I'm fine with all the speculation, leaked images, whatever, like if I happen to see it, I see it, if I don't come across it, that's fine, I'm not going to look for it because it makes certain people's jobs really hard, Mm -hmm. but usually I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to believe it, it seems like fun. This time, I wanted to believe it when it actually came from the official account. Mm-hmm. 
we got it today. We finally got it. We've been we were being teased since Friday when the first snippet uh, of the trailer was released. It was six seconds, but it was awesome. It was part of the HBO Max. This is what we're releasing. Yes. Um, because there was also Mortal Kombat, Space Jam 2. So there was, there was that, and then the campaign rolled out over the weekend promoting the trailer dropping, I think it's on the AFL playoffs? I forget which one. But the playoffs are today determining which teams are going to the Super Bowl, and this is where they said they were going to drop it. And at noon Eastern Pacific, 9 a.m. Or no, noon, yeah, Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, it was finally unveiled on, into the, onto the world. I, much like a child at Christmas, sat waiting next to my phone, refreshing YouTube at 9.02, 9.03. Finally, it pops up, and... Again, it was one of those things that it simply did not. It, I'm like, I couldn't believe. I, I'm like, it's. I'm finally seeing something. It's finally. It's real. It's finally real. And my God, was it glorious! I'm. I'm glad. I actually got a text from you. Uh, uh, uh that was like, I rolled a tear. Yes. Yes. <laughs> was that I rolled. Text? I, I rolled. I'm not. I'm a. 36 year old man the only other time like look I, I find that as I get a little bit older I find the things that Kevin Smith says but Kevin Smith smokes a ton of pot and I do not uh, you get emotional about certain things I think it comes with age once you realize the my age of innocence is gone and I'm stuck in the uh, the pig pen that is adulthood and you just you want to get you want something it makes you feel like that that kid where the world was everything was great. You didn't have to worry about responsibilities, and your imagination just went wild with wonders and amusements. And uh, the last time I got anything that remotely made like not not like an up, I cry it up. I I I, I openly cry it up because it my, my, it's, it's Pixar. They're they're monsters over there. They get you in the heart. Um. But yes, I roll a tear during up. But very few things really get me that way. The last time I felt this way was back in 2019 when that Over the Rainbow trailer for Godzilla King of the Monsters came out. And I was the second Rodan pops out. I'm just like, <gasps> like it was everything like I envisioned in my childhood of like a big, because I was nine years old when Jurassic Park came out. And I, all, all, as soon as I saw those dinosaurs, I'm like, I want a Godzilla movie like that. That's all I've ever wanted. I want something that looks like that. Fucking goddamn Amrick and Devlin did not give us that because they gave us Jurassic Park just sized up like five times. So when I finally saw Rodan, Mothra, Ghidra playing over to over the rainbow, like I lost, I, there was a part of me which is like, this is this is what I, this is what I've wanted since I was nine years old, and I'm finally getting it. The only other thing I've ever wanted is is this. Look, I, we live in a glory, like we live in a glorious time in entertainment. Say what you will about the rest of the world, but we live in a time when you have so much being given to you that it almost. It's almost too much. You can't appreciate just about everything that's being bombarded with you. Uh, I mean, we just got done with season two of possibly, I would argue, the greatest Star Wars story after the original film. 
in The Mandalorian. And if you told me this 10 years ago, I'd be like, yeah, you're crazy. They're going to do a Star Wars. What, what are they doing? Based on what? Yeah. Yeah, like anybody's going to watch that. And no, not only will people watch it, it'll reignite the passion of a fan base. And not only that, it does the thing it should be doing, bringing new fans in. So I've said before on this on the show, my, my, my two top favorite Godzilla movies of all time, Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla, the 74 one, and King Kong vs. Godzilla. Uh, I love fighting. I love fights. I love movies with a lot of action in them. I love the idea of two opposing forces going at each other. It's it's that simplistic, yet I I, I dare I, I'm I'm hesitant to use like there a, a very like a, a old sense of manliness about it, but there is something about two people that are of on or two things two two things are on e, almost equal grounds going at each other it's it's why we always wanted alien versus predator it's why we always wanted freddy versus jason because it's like these are the two bigs now let's see what happens when they go at each other having godzilla and kong in a big budget re, in a big budget uh a rematch it was a thing that no one for years absolutely years thought would ever happen and then comes Thomas Tull, a giant nerd with a huge pocketbook. And he's like, no, I shall make this happen, even if it kills me. Anyway, it did kind of lose him his company. But that said, the SOB pulled it out of his pocket. And we have a trailer that is masterfully cut because it gives you everything you want and tells you next to nothing about this film. And yeah. Yes, that's very true. It is, uh, but it also does feel like it was cut by the same people that did cut the uh, Pacific Rim Uprising trailer. And, uh, you know, we'll get into that. Actually, we're going to pause right here. We're going to play the trailer. And then when we come back, Jessica and I are going to be breaking down the game film. This is our only chance. Godzilla is out there and he's hurt. 
when we don't know why. There's something provoking him that we're not seeing here. I'm of the same opinion. The myths are real. There was a war. And they're the last ones standing. I keep reaching for greatness because I'm built from it. Bows to who? Nobody gonna stop me. Here we go. Kong bows to no one. Ow! How good was that? How good was that, Jessica? That was so good. Yes, yes. I mean, I was definitely very excited. I wish you saw the trailer on a laptop or a TV. Mm-hmm. I, I waited until I was in front of the TV. Yes. And uh, for all of its glory. And I really, really did enjoy it. I think when you you hit it on, you hit it on the head when you said it showed you what you wanted to see without giving away too much. Clearly, we know there will be more fights. Mm-hmm. That's, we, we already know this. There's no way... Unlike certain other movies, I don't think this is already giving giving away the entire movie no. or giving us the best parts. We could already see on the ship that, you know, what it could be. We already see mm-hmm. the two opposing forces meet. I'm really glad we didn't get one of those trailers where you saw, you saw both Kong and Godzilla but never in the same frame. Yeah. Because no. then I would wonder who is editing this. Mm-hmm. However, they gave us very, very beautiful cinematic shots, and also all of the most of the human characters. We didn't get to see Zanzi's character as she plays the twin scientists, mm-hmm. but we did get to see Kyle Chandler, Millie Bobby Brown. We got to see Scarsgar. Uh, we got yeah. you know Rebecca Hall. We got to see the new characters, but also, most importantly, I was there for the kaijus. Mm-hmm. So we were able to see Kong and Godzilla themselves. So let's let's break this down. Let's let's go through let's go through this trailer. I got it sitting get sitting right here. First off, much like many trailers, it's got that ominous that 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 low. That low hum growl that that uh, especially Christopher Nolan loves using in his trailers. Yeah, yeah, it's like a Nolan move. And of course, chaos is ensuing, and uh, there's just a word of like, we need Kong. It's smash cut to a scene very reminiscent from the original yes. King Kong versus Godzilla. Uh, Kong, actually, not only just that film, but a, a general theme in Kong's uh, lineage of his ass getting taken off from his island and in chains on a big boat. I know, I was like, he's in chains again! Mm-hmm. I was hoping he would swim his way from where, I mean, I don't know about primates and swimming, yeah. but he would find his way, I'll just say, find his way there, maybe Godzilla approaches his island, I don't know. But apparently, uh, humans intervene, and this poor dude is in chains again. In chains again. He's on a super big battleship. He's clearly knocked out. I will give whoever's doing the effects on this. There's a moment right here in the beginning, like the first like 10, 15 seconds of the trailer, uh, when they just get that shot of Kong's hand kind of like drooping 
off the barge that that he's on. Yes. And the yeah. way it bounces, it looks just like a um, like like if a dude in costume was there. Like there there it's little details like that. I'm just like that that looks magnificent. Not only that, but it's also in the daylight too, so that helps a lot. Um. Yeah, like, just he, he drugged. God only knows what's going on. We get the Warner Brothers logo and the Legendary logo, which, by the way, did you notice the Warner's logo had the Kong painting, the Legendary one had the Godzilla painting on it? I did not, and yeah. I've seen this trailer six times. I was actually, because I was looking, I was trying to, and I'm sure we'll touch upon it, I was trying to still mm-hmm. certain areas, yes. but no, I totally missed those two. So not only that, but if you did you also notice that when the logos come up, there's like this weird little energy that kind of moves through. It kind of looks like the, the, the lighting on the Kaiju from, um, Pacific Rim. You know how they have the little light up veins. Yes. yes. So it looks a little bit like that. And I think that plays into something that, that comes up a little bit later. So pretty much Kong's in chains and pretty much we get this, this, it's Skarsgård talking about, like, we need Kong. Like, he's the only one they have. They're like, wait, what's going on? Why do we need Kong? What's what's going on in the world? They don't tell you. They just tell you they need Kong. And that he's uh, vital to, whatever, to whatever's going on. And here's the thing that I, I was kind of taken aback by. The introduction of this new character, this little, this little girl that has a bond with Kong. She's got her... Oh, yes. Yeah, she got the little Kong doll. Yes. She got a little Kong doll. Which, by the way, I'm going to be very disappointed if that thing's not for sale later this year. <laughs> it's a toy. But, I, you know, and I kind of like this. I kind of like the idea that they're kind of building to the fact that Monarch has been on Skull Island since they first discovered it back in Kong Skull Island. Like, they they clear, like, the uh, Rebecca Hall character clearly, it, I mean, they're alluding that she's been there with this girl for a while now. So Monarch has a presence on that island. So they clearly they've been studying uh, Kong, um, possibly the Hollow Earth, because they've made Skull Island already brought up mention that uh, it's one of the main entrances. That's where all the Skull Crawlers were coming from. Uh, and God only knows what else is down there. We got another glimpse of it in um, King of the Monsters when we saw Godzilla's lair in that giant pyramid that was underwater. Yes. Yeah. So, and then the big thing we could finally rest, Kong is all grown up too. Yeah, he's got the old man grizzly look. He's bigger. Yeah, he's got he's rocking a massive beard that uh, anybody in Portland or the Pacific Northwest would be very jealous of. <laughs> <clears throat> and essentially it's just built like yeah, this girl has this bond with Kong. Kong listens to her and like, "Okay, well, why 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 What's going on here? We get that touching moment of Kong and the girl. She's touching his just his fingertip, and you can see like how much bigger he is now. Like that she, if she laid across like his his fingernail, she wouldn't even take up like half half the space. Like that's how yeah. huge Kong is now. Yes. Yes. So and then they're really building like Kong might be the main focus of this of this thing the way that this trailer is being uh it's edited and it's played out so we get uh pretty much kong's important this girl's important because she can kind of keep if seems like she can keep kong in check and for some reason uh monarch needs kong so they're driving they're they're hauling his butt halfway across the pacific ocean when 
we get a familiar sound and sight of dorsal plates breaking the surf and cutting right through this aircraft carrier. And it's the arrival of Godzilla. And here's the thing, Jessica, this, this is the little touch I absolutely loved. They brought back the music from the first Godzilla trailer. Did you notice that? Yes, they did. They did. They brought that up, and they also brought up a similar homage-looking mm-hmm. uh, moment in the 2014. There's callbacks. Yes. There's definitely callbacks. It's doing all the things you kind of want from a, a series that's being built. It's hard to believe that that was seven years ago already, too. Oh so we gosh, get. This is seven years ago. Oh, I know. I know. It's just so much time has gone through. We see the military like offloading on Godzilla. Oh, this this scene right here. When I'm sitting there, I'm like, at GTFO. <laughs> Godzilla's tail when he's whacking the uh, the hornets out of the sky, the F-16s. Yes. It, what does that look like, Jessica? You know that I'm gonna be honest. That tail looked it looked like a Shingojira tail. Yes. And I looked and I was like, "What is this?" It was so much. I also loved how the military was trying to help. When a part of me was like, "You don't need to be involved. Let's just let's just sit back and watch yeah. these two go at it." Well, to be fair, they've already set uh, up in the last two Godzilla movies that he really wasn't. He was going out of his way not to attack the military. In fact, oh he, yeah, 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 yeah. And then now, and then he just the tail comes. Tail comes and just starts decimating everything. And you're like, huh? Like, wait, what? Why is Godzilla attacking? And like, what's going on here? And there's this beautiful shot of everybody on the deck. They're looking. They're like, oh snap! And then they cut to Kong. And there's that kind of like worried look on his face so he's like what is this yes yes he looked worried he did he looked worried and then we saw oh this scene this this i'm calling it the jaws scene where kong is looking (laughs) over he's looking over the aircraft carries in chains he clearly can sense godzilla's under him and he just starts like roaring at the water and godzilla bursts through like burst up he breaches and completely knocks everything back and is you're just like holy shit like what yes it's delivering it's delivering on everything you want and then depending on your uh musical taste this is where the trailer takes a turn so we'll come back to the well we'll come back to that in a minute because i know jessica has words but let's just talk about the awesomeness that unfolds here and this is the moment i I rolled a I rolled a tear a grown man rolled a tear at the idea of two monsters fighting each other godzilla burst up he gets on top of the aircraft carrier just smashing everything left and right we get this beautiful under this uh underview camera shot of godzilla standing up raising and he's he roars at Kong, and this 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 is this if this is all I ever got in life. This if this was just a te- this was a concept trailer. This is what I've wanted more than anything else. The camera doesn't cut away, so it's it's the it's the low point of view. We see Godzilla rear up, roar, and immediately cut to Kong isn't even waiting. He's not sitting there. He's not mid 
punch. He's already throwing this haymaker and clocks the crap out of Godzilla. Godzilla eats that fist, goes over, and all hell breaks loose. And I'm just like, uh, like, th there's no amount of joy. It's like God himself put his hand on, on, in the, on the piece of my brain that squirts serotonin into my system, and I'm just overjoyed. <laughs> spoiling this for you but end of season two uh unless it's truly something shocking like r2d2 where i like scream <laughs> out loud when i saw luke mm -hmm. the type the way i express shock and joy is a silent open mouth mm -hmm. scream but with like two arms in the air yeah so it's refreshing to hear your openness of an audible joy uh Jessica could tell you this. When when that scene happened, I think I sent you a picture of Sam Kennison screaming, and I just said, me right now. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's, Very that, much so. That is pretty much how I reacted to this. Like My whole family was downstairs. We were doing Christmas 2 this weekend, and my brother comes up, and he's just like, everything okay? I'm just like, the trailer's on. He's like, all right, I'll let you be for a second. Because I'm going, oh, oh, like, oh shit like I'm doing that like I, I can't control myself I, I literally stopped the trailer for a second I rewound just to watch Kong like lay this haymaker into Godzilla and again I, I love I love combat sports I love what am I like I love I love MMA not so much today because the product's all water but you go back to like the glory days of pride fighting and they have the freak fights of Bob Sapp and Antonio Roger, Antonio Noguera which is just cartoonish but they beat the hell out of each other you have uh, Don Fry fighting Yoshihiro Takayama you have Wanderlei Silva taking on Sakuraba like all of this I love all this stuff I love, I love uh, Japanese pro wrestling I love one of my all time favorite films is The Raid I love combat i love fighting and i love it especially when you have monsters dueling at it because they're just there's something primal about that there's it, it's just sheer and utter joy i don't know what it is i can't tell you but it definitely speaks to a lot of people because there's a lot of people on twitter they were like "Ooh, khan's gonna mess him up like they were like they're down for it everyone's down to watch forces of nature clash the fight of good and evil uh, who knows what's like they're clearly pushing kong is clearly the good guy of this film and godzilla is kind of the bad guy almost mirroring the original one now where the hell that goes we don't know because the movie's still two months away but that being said uh you give me just give me two monsters dueling this could th this whole film could have been 90 minutes of this and i would have been over the moon with it but just the, it's it's there's a visceralness to the fights that I missed that that Toho hasn't done in years. I look like one again reason why Kong the original King Kong versus Godzilla is one of my favorites because the fights they're actually just going at each other. There's there's a brutality to it. It's it's like a big wrestling sumo match. Like there's 
As much as Godzilla can shoot fire, Kong is like in there trying to break his jaw and everything. That's what you want. You want that brutality, that savagery. Ah, I need to take a moment. Get ahead of myself. <laughs> no, no, it's no problem. And then like, and it continues, right? We see gorgeous shots of mm -hmm. Godzilla in the city. And we get to see oh, obviously all the different oh. humans and stuff. Real quick, so. we missed this. We, we we almost overstepped this one shot. This beautiful scene. So Kong shoulder tackles Godzilla back into the water. Yes. And you see Godzilla fall in. And you see all these depth charges coming down. Like the Navy shoots these depth charges. Godzilla, by the way, here's the thing that everyone brings up about King of the Monsters. When he, when he breaches after getting supercharged by the nuclear blast and he does the fire into the air uh there is a very good it's like he's standing in like 800 feet of ocean like what is he how is he balancing himself like because he's standing up when he's looking at kyle chandler and the rest of monarch on the submarine they're like is there like a is there is there a sandbar we don't know that's like right there or something? But either way, we get that same shot but underwater. Which I'll, by the way, first time seeing Godzilla shoot his beam underwater in these films too. Awesome, and he completely destroys the aircraft carrier as Kong does a Vin Diesel esque leap from an explosion. <laughs> into the water as Godzilla's beam just breaches and you know blasts up into the air as the aircraft carrier blows up behind him like they go full fast and furious on this and I'm here for it. we then get to the nitty gritty of the the trailer where they start doing the quick inner splicing of like alright here are the stakes uh, we see we see this this Asian gentleman in a what looks like a control room with some stuff going on in the background that uh, may or may not be Slightly spoilerish. We don't know because we don't know anything much more about this movie. Just yeah, I'll just leave it at that, Jessica. And we get this beautiful shot, which I'm fairly certain is Hong Kong and Godzilla like roaring and his spikes like doing that little like in the first movie when he does like when he's blasting his uh, his spikes or doing the glows like that intimidation tactic. He's clearly doing it here. We finally see Kyle Chandler, and we get the idea of like, hey, Godzilla's acting like a dick. We don't know why, because he's never acted this way before. And there's a... Yes. yes. Which then smash cut to Godzilla just blasting the military to pieces. Like, you just see bodies flying, vehicles exploding as he's shooting his atomic breath. And uh, we get the first look at Millie Bobby Brown as we cut to a board with like a lot of monarch stuff and there if you stop and you look closely there's mention of something called apex which uh just going off my own theory i believe is like a counter monarch if you will like they they i think they're a seedy organization they are to they might be to monarch what aim is to shield or hydra is to shield if you will but that's just my theory Right, so we get... right. And the Asian gentleman, I believe, is played by Sean O'Geary, which is Ren Sarazawa. But to Ooh. be fair, I'm looking on IMDb. That's where I know the character from. Mm -hmm. I haven't 
screenshot compared the two actors together. Mm -hmm. So also he has a different hairstyle than what's on IMDb. So I just wanted, I don't know if it's the same actor because I haven't looked that deeply into it yet. Is he supposed to be, is supposed to be Sarazawa's son? Is that what the thing says on there? Ren Sarazawa. Ren, R-E-N, Ren Sarazawa. Interesting. This is me saying I haven't cross-checked yet. Yeah. No, this is not me saying all Asians look alike. As an Asian person, I know that, but I know not to do that. So I haven't looked because I've only really seen the trailer a few times, mm-hmm. and then I had errands for the day. Um, but yeah, no, we saw that, and definitely you are correct. There was some things in the background. There was some shot we saw earlier. So make with you, make what you will out of it. Until we see the actual film. That's all we're going to elaborate on. Yes, yes. And then and then that city is like Hong Kong, Macau, Taiwan, Japan. Like one of those East Asian cities. Mm-hmm. Again, I have not looked into it to see which city it was, but it was gorgeously shot. Yes. So all the buildings were lit with different colors. We saw Godzilla in it. It was really amazing. Again, going back to the references, I, I, it does feel like, I don't know if it's a legendary thing, if Adam Wingard did this on purpose, but it does feel like some of the stuff has a little bit of um, Guillermo's Pacific Rim, like, inspiration on it. Like, the lighting, the, um, the, uh, the camera movements, like, there does seem like a little bit of, like, all right, I see what you did here, Guillermo. I'm going to borrow that for this. And I'm I'm perfectly fine with it. That One of the things I love about Pacific Rim is the way Guillermo uh, used the camera to really give a sense of scale for both the Jaegers and the Kaiju. Again, it's, uh, one of my favorite shots is the Gypsy Danger walking through Hong Kong. Just that looking around, like, I don't know why. It just It's magical. And I'm getting glimpses of that here, and I'm all... I'm, all in on it. So then now we got the, the, the trailers really ramping up. We're entering the home stretch. We're getting these uh, uh, who bows to who. And actually, this is where we get the first, like, kind of hint of the uh, Hollow Earth. And a war that went on between Kong species and Godzilla species. You see Kong put his hand to that, like, uh, bloody print. And here's the thing, too, in the background that a lot of people have been saying, is, is that Super X? No, no. I believe if you paid attention to the uh, Playmates figures, the Skull Crawler comes with a, um, I think it's like an HVAC, I think that's what they call it, or, or, or no, Heave. They call it Heave, which is the, it's like a hollow earth, like electro... I forgot the proper thing, but it's a hovercraft. It's a magnetic hovercraft that is apparently used in the Hollow Earth. If and that's going off of the pack of the cards for the Playmates figures, so I'm putting those two together. That is definitely that thing. So there's some future tech already uh, uh, slinking it, and then right after that we get the shot of Kong holding his weapon. Highly in the air, roaring, and Jessica, what weapon is that? It is an axe with what we all believe is one of Godzilla's own dorsal fins. Oh, yes, and that's going to play a big role in a minute. So from that shot, we get a shot 
uh, it's not the shot, which I'm hoping is here, but I'm hoping against hope that this is foreshadowing that shot. So we get a first look at the new, the newest kaiju in the film, which is now we know now as the war bat. Uh, it's, presence has been spoiled by the playmates figures so that this giant snake bat thing uh we've been looking at a, a picture of it for months we finally see it in action there's two of them and kong is grabbing one and swinging it around and slamming it into the other one very reminiscent of a very famous shot from the original film so i'm hoping that means that they're telegraphing the big tail swing um, I, I guess we'll we'll have to wait and see when the movie comes out. Uh, which also looks like Kong is in the Hollow Earth. We get this uh, again, this beautiful daylight shot, sun behind Godzilla, poised, camera coming up behind the axe, and just this pissed off, angry Kong, and oh, I, I it's I need a moment. I'm getting a little bit clamped again. Talk amongst yourselves for a second. It's it's so good. They're just they, they got they. This is the thing that a lot of people don't get about giant monsters. They have to have personalities. They have to be anthropomorphic. They otherwise they don't work. The dinosaurs in Jurassic Park work because they treated them like real animals. Because at one point they were. Godzilla and Kong are not real animals. They are creatures of fantasy. They work because they have human qualities. Adam Wingard got, gets that with this. Godzilla and Kong thus far in this trailer have shown personality up the wazoo. They, they're, again, it's going back to the original one. Kong's a thinking animal. You want to see Kong pissed off at the world. You want to see him angry at Godzilla. And you want to see Godzilla just as angry. And if they start going to blows, it'd be like a hockey fight where they lock and just wail on each other until one of them gives up. That's that's what this was given. And we get the the one will fall. We get Kong. When, and what I'm assuming are those weird bat things from Skull Island that tore that poor that poor dude apart. Do you remember those things, Jessica? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I do. It looks like there's more of those. With Kong standing on this glowing platform thing, but it looks like that might be in the hollow earth, I'm assuming. Uh, because he's a look, he looks like he's in a big cave of some sort. He does. He does. Actually, if you if, if it blinks too quickly for a second, you thought Kong was standing on top of Godzilla's back. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, we get the the um, we get the voiceover like who will yield to who? You know the big question. It's like it's the unstoppable force meeting the immovable object. Which one is going to yield? And Kong has a boulder and smashes it right over Godzilla's head. Which yes, I'm all in. Get a couple of quick shots of the cast, and then we get the money shot at the very end. Kong. Looks like he's hopping through the the, um, the skyscrapers of what I'm assuming is Hong Kong. <clears throat> he's got something in his hand. Leaps into the air, angry. Godzilla lets loose an atomic blast. Kong has his axe, deflects it. You see the axe absorb the blast and 
Kong just comes down on Godzilla and smashes him. And we cut the credits and the title card of Godzilla vs. Kong. And this is why I survived 2024, Jessica. This is why I go on right here. It is, it definitely, this trailer overall for me, so many, I, I'm going to say so many thoughts, but maybe more just like four or five thoughts <laughs> or something. But, uh, you know, I did, it was I am, everyone knows, also from this podcast alone, I am a Godzilla person. I'm a kaiju person. Mm -hmm. I like primates. They're not my favorite <laughs> of all the different, mm -hmm. you know, animal families uh, and branches. It's fine. I, I, I feel bad. Like, when he gets, you know, shot down from the Empire State Building, I was like, dang, yo. Right? And then mm -hmm. humans taking him in. I was like, oof, curse. However, I never really felt a connection. I'm gonna be honest. I, I do enjoy the films because I still want to see them. They're still blockbusters. and still, you know, <laughs> Kong. I, I enjoyed the fact that they had a musical on Broadway for a little bit. <laughs> uh, the thing is, you know, I just don't have the connection with apes. I don't know because you you got Grodd, you know, in the Flash universe. You have Justice League Ape. It was like a limited comic. You have all these. I don't know what it is about apes. I guess they're so close to humankind. However, when you brought the, back the fact that the not just the movements, but also the CGI, the fact that technology has advanced so much. We saw it with the way Godzilla's eyes was moving when he was looking at Ken Watanabe's Sarazawa. Mm -hmm. We see when Kong looks worried, almost like he's maybe protecting the girl on board. I don't know, but he's worried when he starts to sense the dorsal fins are underneath. Mm-hmm. That's when I felt connection with him because he looks worried, like, uh-oh, SpaghettiOs. Like, you know, he, and then clearly we saw the action after that. Mm -hmm. We didn't get to see as clear of Godzilla's expression. <coughs> However, we saw a lot more of Kong. Yeah. And I actually felt a lot more. And when him and the little girl meet and they, they touch, you know, they boop. Mm -hmm. You could feel that, yes, he cares for her. He, not just because Rebecca Hall says it. It's because you actually do see that he does care. And he does want to protect her, and I actually felt that. By the way, in these films, there's a lot of booping going on. Do you notice that? Yeah. They they into the snout touch or the hand touch. Yes. Kong Skull Island had it. Uh, the 2019 Godzilla film. This has it. I'm trying to think. There, I don't think there was any booping in the uh, in the 2014 film, but uh, booping is a big uh, theme apparently in the in these legendary films. Yes, yes, it is. And you know, from and then obviously the trailer goes on, and I was never Team Kong. I'm sorry to say. Mm -hmm. However. When Rebecca Hall says with such conviction, Kong bows to no one. <laughs> I was like, well, yes, ma'am, that is so true. I just agreed without second thought. It's like a person who walks into a room with purpose, mm -hmm. even though they didn't get that invite to the black tie. That's but true. But you let them in, and the way she said it, I, I believed her. I was like, that's right. Uh, off 
obviously, you know, amongst further thought, we haven't seen enough of it. We don't know. We don't know if theories and speculations are true. And definitely, you know, him using one of Godzilla's own dorsal fins against him was a power move I enjoy. Mm-hmm. And he's agile, he's smart, he's sentient. Obviously, our favorite chunky boy in himself is nuclear and atomic, so, I mean, you know, he is all of the bad juju yeah. uh, together, and he's got the name God in it, Godzilla, lowercase g. So, you know, it's very interesting to see the power dynamics, and also, we, I believe the whole trailer, through speculation, is, I wouldn't say a red herring right like mm-hmm. you know there is quote adam wingard says there will be a winner yeah in a fight right we're not gonna do that uh gently jackie chan movie that came out oh the where, hidden kingdom yeah where they both fought and it was a standstill because i believe someone interrupted i think it was like the main protagonist it's a stupid the boy kid. came yeah the, the, yeah the kid came it's not gonna be one of those where it's like a cop-out right mm-hmm. so there is going to be a clear winner, but I think there will be enough fights that eventually it'll come out even. Everybody speculates together. They fight against the common enemy. Mm-hmm. We know Millie Bobby Brown's character says Something's it's not like... acting like him. It's it's going back. It, again, uh, not, not, again, not to spoil anything, not to wildly speculate, but I will just say that line is very close to uh, a certain movie uh, where a uh, a dude is driving down the down the, he's driving down the highway and he's watching Godzilla and Gillis fight and he just says something's wrong. Why is Angillus attacking his friend Godzilla? It's very similar. There's the t- the tone is there, but uh, yeah, just just wait. Just, just wait till the movie comes out. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I know. Yeah. So, I mean, we just we don't know, right? Because everything here is going to be speculation at this point. Mm-hmm. Because they showed us what we needed yes. to see, and then nothing really more because we don't know the endings. We don't know nothing. So that said, um, interesting choice of music in the trailer. I get it. They're trying to hype us up, but it very much felt reminiscent of the Pacific Rim Uprising trailer where they reused that Tupac song. <laughs> I'm just like, okay. Which I did remember when that came out. And I turned to my buddy who was a huge Tupac fan. And he sat there and watched that trailer with me for the first time. I'm just like, you know, if Tupac was alive, do you think he would... Uh, He'd be proud that his music was being used for essentially is a giant cartoon about super robots fighting monsters. And he just plain looked at me and he's like, what do you think? He would have gotten a fat check out of it and he wouldn't have cared. I'm like, touche. <clears throat> so, yeah, I get it. There's, you got to use the music that's popular for the times. But, uh, again, we, we had all of 2019, we had those King of the Monster trailers, which were masterfully cut and if you go back and watch those they didn't really use a ton of new footage they would take snippets of scenes and then with each uh progression of the trailer they would just slightly extend the sequences that was it 
So, where I'm going with this is, uh, there was a lot of talk because 2019 didn't exactly perform to the standards that the people were hoping uh, it would. To be fair, hardly any movie outside of Avengers Endgame and maybe John Wick didn't really do that good in 2019. There was actually a ton of films that could be argued didn't exactly bomb, but they underperformed, including stuff like Toy Story 4, which did not do the numbers Disney was hoping. There was a lot of there was a lot of blockbuster fatigue, if you will. Um, I mean, people were going. These movies are making money, but they weren't making the money the studios were hoping for. So there was a, there was there was this worry two years ago that oh, well, if this isn't doing that well, what does that mean for Kong and Godzilla? Like, does it end at there? If that doesn't, if that's not able to perform, and we if we go back. Uh, it was originally supposed to come. It was originally supposed to come out March of 2020. Then we didn't hear anything, and they got bumped to November. And then Rona happened, and then we all kind of knew it was coming. It got bumped from November, and then this new branch of HBO Max threw uh, it, Warner Brothers threw that uh, out there, and now it's coming out almost a year to its original release date. And where I'm going with this, this long-winded diatribe, is that the box office isn't that important anymore. Now, if it does well to the box office that's open, that's even better. That, But that is what we call the cherry on top at this point. It's the numbers of viewers that truly matter on this. You're on streaming now. They want to see that this movie caused people... Uh, cause an uptick in subscriptions. They will tr they will know exactly how many people have watched it. And there's only a month window to watch this film on HBO Max. If it does exceptionally well, that might help Warner Brothers and Legendary. Because let's be honest, Legendary's funding most of these things. If they had their way, they'd probably keep going. But it's up to Warner Brothers, who's the distributor of these things, and they are paying for part of it, to keep saying, yes, let's keep let's keep this train going. Without the weight of box office over its head, uh, the viewership turning out for this would most likely determine us getting more MonsterVerse stuff in the future. The big thing this has going for it over the 2019 film is that it's it's two iconic characters meeting for the first time in nearly 60 years. First time on a big budget um, scale, and they have built to this movie too. We've had three movies building up to this big thing. So, if we get out there, we support it, we watch it uh, as many times as we can on HBO Max, that would greatly... Uh, ex extend our probability of getting more. And deep down, as much as Jessica's not a fan of him, I kind of want I want more of this legendary Kong. I want I want them to give Kong his own rogues gallery. I want him to have his own King Eater. I want him to have his own Mechagodzilla. I want him to have his own Mothra. I want I want versions of these. I want Kong's adventures across spanning the globe because he's more than just. Um, 
a, a, a fable of Beauty and the Beast. He's more than than that. I mean, my my biggest qualm with with many Kong films is that they retell the same story over and over again. Where Legendary is like, no, no, he's a big ape and he fights dinosaurs. That's what we're going with. And then he's going to fight the biggest dinosaur of them all. Cool. I want more. I want this to continue. I have loved what Legendary has done thus far. Uh, in terms of universe building, uh, they're up there with Marvel. I would, I would at this point very much argue they're up there with Marvel in their world building. They've done a fantastic job thus far. I've not been disappointed with one, uh, any single one of these films to this point. And I doubt that's going to change with Godzilla vs. Kong. If you haven't gotten HBO Max, go get it. You know, God willing, you have a strong internet connection. And if you do have the opportunity to see it in a movie theater safely, I would definitely recommend getting out there and seeing it too because, again, that box office, that's just the cherry on top. That kind of pushes that boulder up the hill just a little more. So, that's that's the end of my rant. It's okay. It's okay. I actually was thinking, you know... HBO or in theaters, you want to be there. I do. I just thought, what would the twist be if all of a sudden a Mecha Kong just came <laughs> out of nowhere? Oh, it'd be awesome. It would be so awesome. It would be up there with the tease I got at the end of the Voltron series when they teased the car force. We never got it. Oh, I know. I know. <sighs> There's, there were so many things about the Voltron. I still loved it. From from the thing, but mm-hmm. oh man, you don't like the girl in login ending you got though. No, no, I was robbed. I was <laughs> robbed of Lance and Allura babies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was robbed of those babies, and I'm forever sad. <laughs> well, again, as I tell people, be thankful you got it in the first place. Oh no. I still yes. watch it. I still I know. watch it. I'm grateful for what we have, you know, but dang, man, that was that was lost opportunity. True. But, it, you know, it brings me to another quick tangent of, you know, of, of where fandom is today. I mean, we've sat, uh, Jessica and I have both been perusing Facebook and everyone, everyone's giddy. Everyone's happy. They're like, oh. We finally got our fix. It's coming. We're getting it. We got a little bit today. We're and we're getting the full dosage in two months. And of course, start the wild speculations on everything, the wild theories and all that. And I'm like, all right, cool. The movie's two months away, man. You really don't have to. I mean, it's fun to speculate, but at the end of the day, it's not going to change anything. And even if you were right, like, what does that garner you past like? You watch a lot of movies and you can see tropes coming. <clears throat> Just let it be the thing that it's going to be and sit there and judge it and on on what it's delivered to you. It's the thing I can't stand with fandoms in general, across the board. I love Star Wars. I love Voltron. I love Godzilla. I love all this stuff. I cannot stand the fandoms anymore though it used to be a time when nerds were like cave dwellers and we come out in the sun and occasionally we find another like us so we can go scuttle back under a rock and talk about the nerdy shit that we love now that everyone's out there and it's cool to love all this stuff now we have we're in the age where 
everyone feels that they're owed and that they have a, as I put in quotations, a say in how these things are done. That I hate. And I, I can't stand that part. I can't stand people who are being given, uh, like 20 years ago, this level of this level of content didn't exist, and you were lucky. Like the fact, the idea of like, like the biggest thing, the biggest thing we got was Batman Forever, with Bruce Wayne telling Dick Grayson, "I think your circus is on its way to Metropolis by now." You're like, "Oh, he said the thing, he said the thing, and the thing was there." Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. That's as much as we got back then. Now we live in a smorgasbord. And people are, and fans are becoming numb to it, or they think they have a true say in it. You don't. You're still at the mercy of the creatives behind these things. They will offer you what they think is the best version of it. And, you know, if it's strong enough, and the, the property's strong enough, and that version doesn't exactly let the world on fire, there's a good chance there'll be another version of it. It's not like there isn't 65 years of Godzilla out there, and just because this one isn't living up to the thing, or it's not the original Japanese one, doesn't make it any less fun. Look, at the end of the day, uh, these these are big, fun, rompous films, and uh, spoilers, a lot of them are aimed at children. So take all this into consideration when you want to sit there and go, yeah, yeah, the... The CG looks kind of crappy. It's like, no, no, it doesn't. It's just you sounding like a stuck-up prick, because that's what you sound like. You can be, you can have your, you can have your opinion on it, and if you can have constructive criticism, that's fine. But when you make just wild, glaring uh, observations like that, I'm like, now I don't, I now no longer respect you as a human being because you're showing me that you're kind of a prick so i'm gonna leave right there before i go on another 25 minute diatribe but that said jessica i appreciate everything that's being given to me right now not only that but this is at the end of march april's coming along we get an anime series on netflix right after that like there's too much it's almost too much we also get a new idw series we get that as well it is aimed for the YA. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to read it. Because, I'm getting it too. Yes. Because I don't mind. And it's always good to know, uh, first of all, every franchise, movie, series, whatever is happening, iteration, is mm-hmm. going to be someone's first. Yes. So you don't want to gatekeep. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you cannot like something. But I also know that opinion is not fact. But... I also try to be extremely grateful for what I do have. I'm grateful I have eyesight to see it. Yes. And ears to hear it. Yes. So I am just trying, and it's fine because for me personally, I, I think Chris knows this, the Nolan Batman trilogy is not for me, but I'm happy that there was Batman. It was some people's gateway into Batman, mm-hmm. whether they were children or adults. Mm-hmm. And all I have to do is wait. And then we got Batflick, and then we have Robert Pattinson. Mm-hmm. So there are newer versions that are coming out. We got to see, you know, Kevin Conroy for the CW. We mm-hmm. got to see different versions. 
Uh, for a lot of these pre-existing franchises, eventually a version will come along, you know? And I do feel like, yes, it's a lot about constructive criticism and personal opinion, as long as it's not fact. But also, I think a lot of it falls into nitpicking, and that's where a lot of things go, oh. Because it's kind of, you want to be, I think also the more happy and positive you are, perhaps studios will listen mm-hmm. to fandom. And if you are too on a different end, I can see why a studio would be hesitant to listen. Look. Especially since they're already in power anyways. They're going to do what they think is right. I think a lot of it is about building bridges and having the communication to understand. I say, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. No. Sorry, I say you look no further than the Justice League fiasco. (laughs) That was definitely fan driven. That was a perfect storm. That was a perfect shitstorm of terrible things happening and terrible people given the reins to drastically change something because these people listen to a bunch of whiny nerds complain on the internet that the this thing was not like the other thing that they like watching and when it was clearly from day one not meant to be like that other thing that they were watching hence why now we have a movement for Zack Snyder's version and there's a huge it's turned into a circus uh, everything that revolved around that film which is sad, which is absolutely sad. But at the end of the day, I blame the fans. I, uh, uh, fans, as I put in quotations, because they sat and bitched at Batman vs. Superman, and Warner Brothers was like, oh, we got to make it more like Marvel. So let's put Joss Whedon in there. And I feel I feel bad for Whedon, too, because he got thrown under the bus on that. So, um, yeah. So when you sit there and you're like, oh, no, no, it should be like this. Yeah, no. Are you a filmmaker? Are you a writer? Do you do any of this stuff? No. So don't, you know, uh, keyboard quarterback on all this stuff because, uh, like, you're entitled to your opinion, but that's about it. And uh, if you want something changed, you do it with you, you, you vote with your pocketbook on this stuff because at the end of the day, that's what all this stuff is. So, um, yes, just again. Even five years ago, I think it was about five years ago when Jessica and I sat down to do a whole episode based on the news of where Legendary's going with this series. And they announced, we're doing Kong Skull Island, and then we're doing Godzilla vs. Kong. And that was in like 2014, late or maybe early 2015. I think they announced it before even Shin Godzilla was announced. And I remember speculating, like, wow. I, 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 you know what? I'll believe it when I see it because they're, they're Toho tried for years. I think this was before they even sent Kong Skull Island to Warner Brothers. It was still at Universal. There was a bunch of stuff around. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we'll see if this happens. Now it's happening and it's real. It's here. It's almost here. It's it. We're at the finish line. And I just, just don't look the gift horse in the mouth, man. Just in. Take what they're giving you and enjoy it because, good lord, this was a pipe dream for nearly 55 years. There's no way in hell any other company was going to get this going unless it was a major, massive studio that was willing to put up the money for the rights. Again, this is a, 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 it's a minor miracle this movie even exists. So just enjoy it. And let, you know what? If it's aimed at kids, 
let the damn kids enjoy it because they need something to look to look forward to as well. So, yeah, I'll leave it at that. Happy thoughts, Jessica. Happy thoughts. Let's be like Peter Pan. I think I think if it doesn't, if it's not an ethics and morals issue, such as certain things we're saying politically, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of it is meant to enjoy or not enjoy but the effort giving into it i feel is interesting to observe and i was like you know at least you have something 2014 godzilla one was not for me mm-hmm. but i do love a specific scene in it that i rewatch over and over again mm-hmm. and that film was actually the gateway for one of my friends who's never seen a film, had no interest, didn't care about Godzilla. I don't know why she went to go see this one. I think maybe she just enjoyed the director's previous works, or maybe she liked Elizabeth Olsen or, you know, Aaron Taylor Johnson's work. I'm not so sure. But that film got her. She loved it. Mm -hmm. And that film has got her into everything else either Godzilla-related or the Monster Birds. Like, she watched Skull Island after that. She watched Godzilla King of the Monsters after that. So it was, you know, we talked about why she loved it and why I didn't like it, but other than that, it was just entertainment. So it didn't make or break anything. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's definitely... Movies are meant for everyone. Also, what can you do? It's already been made. Yes. So... Yes, thank you. it's already been made. There's nothing you can do. I knew people who absolutely crapped. I, I understand why. On the emoji movie. Mm-hmm. But then when you watch the trailer, you know that the specific message was aimed for a more positive audience for children. Yes. And little kids yes. love the movie because it was emojis that they recognize on their parents' cell phone. And they liked it and they took the message away. I don't know if it was the greatest movie. It's not going to be a blockbuster. It's not going to win Oscars. But it did what it was told. Like, the Angry Birds movie was not for me, but I understood it was meant for children, and it made them happy. Boss. It wasn't It wasn't a negative, you know, if it was a children's movie with a negative ending, I'd be like, mm-hmm. what? Why? But this was not one of those. No. Also, at the end of the day, it's entertainment, and it should not be the hill that you die on. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Perfect, right? That that's exact. That's right there. That sh- none of this should ever be the hill you die on. So I felt really bad. I didn't feel like this should go into lecture mode. Mm-hmm. I was like, woof! This was not meant to be a lecture episode, but it was more of just us and our feelings because I know a lot of people were so excited. They kept wanting a trailer. I guess the wanting will be the term I will use mm-hmm. for those. And then when it came out, they were not pleased, mm. but they were, it's okay to be not pleased, but they were not pleased to an infinite level. Uh, th- I bring you did like you you you've made it very clear this wasn't meant to be a lecture and it really wasn't. It just started off to be how awesome was this trailer? But as Jessica and I talked before this show, which you wouldn't know until I mention it now, I have my one resolution for twenty twenty one and that's not putting up with people's BS on this stuff. I will no longer <laughs> hear any naysaying. 
look, if you can come at me with proper constructive criticism of something, I will give it a listen. But most likely, I'm just going to tell you to lighten the F up and just, like, if you don't want, you don't like it, you don't have to watch it, okay? If it looks crappy to you, then don't go watch it. Otherwise, it is what it is. Nah, I've said my piece. <laughs> but I will not hear any more of this, like, oh, yeah, you know, it looks like a cartoon. Go to hell. Go to hell. You, you, no, I don't trust any of your... Now you, you tell me that you're a dick, and I don't trust your opinion at all anymore, and your taste in anything. So I want nothing to do with you. <laughs> and you will not be tolerated. But you know what, Jessica, still, again, I survived 2020 for this. This is what this is what I was I'm like, I gotta make it through this year. I gotta live. I got to get through all this stuff so I can see this movie. Not only that, but again, as we brought up, there's the anime coming out. There's the comic book. There's the Pacific Rim anime. There's a second series of Gridman coming out. There's a second season of Ultraman coming out. There's Shin Ultraman coming out. There is so much this year that it's ridiculous. And that's why I'm here. And that's what I am striving for. You will not ruin my enjoyment of this stuff. Not you, not you personally, Jessica, but you out there, the naysayers. Matt. So, let's uh, let's switch notes real quick because actually, looking at notes, uh, we want to congratulate a few people. The winners of our giveaways, which we want to thank everybody for um, entering uh, before the holiday season. Uh, we had a huge turnout. Thank you all. Uh, the numbers from the podcast you know listen to were some of the highest so turns out there's a little more incentive to listen to hopefully we got you guys to come over for another listen so that's great but i want to thank our second place winner vincent forget that i'm sorry, uh, my apologies ahead of time if i butcher your names so vincent vagaski he won the uh poster from comic-con and then uh helmy uh uh abdat uh won the skull crawler and then our three uh runner-up winners stephen patrick lee matthew anderson and matthew jennings thank you guys for entering i hopefully you're enjoying your prizes thank you guys for listening thank you guys for entering thank you again to everybody who entered um we're going to try to do another one of these like next holiday season we i think we might maybe aim for a summer one too we don't know yet because there's no cons this year so maybe we can bring a little joy to these households but uh yes jessica i know jessica was very pleased with the turnout too yes thank you everybody so 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 much for turning out and just some went above and beyond they did all three ways to enter so i really appreciate it especially for those who took the time to listen to our episode for that time and because of that as you're listening to this now we will have another announcement to try to kick off our 2021 really well 
we we wanted to put together also a special something and that will be another huge prize giveaway or I would say kind of a redo of one mm -hmm. and if you're listening to this uh, please stay out uh, please keep an eye out on our Facebook page which we will make the announcement for what it is because one we want to start the year off strong and also hopefully this will be something that will give people to enter again to have another chance to do so we wanted to say thank you for everybody that tuned in our first major holiday giveaway but also like a we're so sorry 2020 happened to all of us mm -hmm. that we hope that this will be a great way upwards so uh yes as she mentioned paid i would say maybe later even this week uh pay attention because we were going to have a big announcement so uh we'll just leave it at that so but uh again uh a fantastic turnout everyone and here's the thing that was even better everyone was super gracious that uh to the winners too which was fantastic to see again the fandom coming together that's that's what we like that's what we like around here that's the things we want to see so all right well that is it for this edition of the kaiju kingdom podcast jessica where can the good people find more of our work yes you can find us actually our own website the kaiju kingdom podcast.com we are everywhere that a podcast can be found we're on itunes Panzer crush uh Google, um, oh my gosh, Chris will know actually. Better Google Podcasts, Google Stitcher, Podcasts, Spotify. Stitcher. We are on the Spotify's. We're yes. up there. We're on the same platform as Joe Rogan. Yes. <laughs> and also, yeah, with NPR and everybody mm -hmm. else amazing. Or how did that get made? Yes. A uh, nerdificent. We are also very active on our Facebook page site, which is where we run our podcast as well. We are also on Instagram as the Kaiju Kingdom because we couldn't have the entire name on it. And then also we're on Twitter as the Kaiju Kingdom podcast. We we are everywhere. So if you find us on Facebook, you will find us on there. So, do stick around. There is a lot coming. I mean, these uh, by the time you hear this, we should be up and running with our we're, our YouTube channel is finally going to get that proper overhaul we've been talking about. There's a ton of content we're already working on for it right now. So, stay tuned for that. You should see within oh, the first week of February. Uh, it's going to be awesome. And then, yeah, a couple more things we're still working on, um, which I think we, should, we might be able to announce by the next show. <clears throat> but I know we keep telling you people, like, there's stuff coming, and then it kind of gets kicked down the wayside, unfortunately, with, you know, because this is a privately funded um, podcast. So it takes a little time because this is all coming out of pocket for, for us. So. Sometimes we announce things and they're ready to go, and then unfortunately something prevents them. So, but uh, I'm telling you now, some really cool stuff is coming. Stay tuned. Again, this is going to be a huge year. 2021 is going to be a very big year for her. not for us, but for the fandom in general. There is a, so much coming out that we're we might we might even have we might not even be able to cover it all because there's so much. Just there's that much out there, so we will do our best though to to uh, to bring you um, you know all the things in the kaiju world. So that will do it for this edition of the Kaiju Kingdom podcast. 
for myself and Jessica. Thanks for listening, everyone. And we'll see you next time.